Discussion of truth. Yes, this is a uh, special, brief edition only because I, uh, I guaranteed that I would come back in, cut in this hour at some point, and deliver a brief message. We are uh, preparing, getting ready to to host Zach Voorhees' Google Whistleblower. We just finished with former director of the. Uh, excuse me, Director General of the Health Ministry of Israel, um, uh, Dr. Yoram Lass. And uh, Dr. Dr. Lass's uh, comments regarding the Zika virus were, well, may have been somewhat alarming uh, to you if you have not heard someone of his uh, scholar or and or uh, diplomatic political position. Uh, yes, he said basically that coronavirus that we're facing on a global pandemic scale that it's shutting down countries and in the United States certainly crippling the economy, shutting down the various states, most of them. I'm not sure what the actual number is. Uh, but he's saying that it is, and this is my terms, you'd have to listen to the program to hear exactly what he said, but to paraphrase in, in regards to uh, my recollection uh, being a little bit uh, taken out of uh, con concept, uh, proportion, in regards to what's typically or actually happening, uh, it, compared to uh, other flu-type viruses, um, which he says can kill uh, up to half a million people on an annual basis. Up to, and these he drew from the World Health Organization. So we just finished with Yoram, uh, again, preparing for uh, uh, Zach uh, coming up here at the 15-minute uh, the, at the mark uh, past the hour. Uh, that's 5 p.m. Eastern Standard, and uh, a triple header uh, coming your way today uh, as we will finish up uh, with uh, Michael Snyder, who is, uh, is a blogger, if you will, out of Florida. Uh, but more importantly, uh, he does hold a JD uh and uh, he hosts the blog, The Economic Collapse Blog, just as it sounds, uh, The Economic Collapse Blog. So we'll be ending with uh, Michael, uh, ending the day with Michael at that 6.15 mark. Always bring on the guest at the 15-minute mark. 
um, and our normal slotted uh, time slot at the 5.15 mark will be occupied by Google whistleblower Zach Voorhees. Uh, again, Dr. Yoram Lass joined us from Tel Aviv, so it would have been 10.15 uh, p.m. his time. Last week, if you did not catch the program, please do recatch it. I have been uploading all uh, episodes into Anchor.fm. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, a number of different outlets uh, carry the, 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 the podcast format of the program. Uh, a. Ralph Epperson, uh, which really he delivered a, uh, a very interesting a 50, 50, five zero years of research. Uh, the discussion with Ralph uh, brought me back to the way we opened the year, and that was with Jordan Maxwell. Jordan's 80 years old, uh, and he has been researching what collectively is considered the deep state now for uh, 60 years. So along the same time frame, mul multiple decades regardless, uh, as Ralph and both those men carry uh, very, very deep channels of wisdom and knowledge in regards to uh, the New World Order, if you will. And why that appears on the back of the U.S. dollar bill. The one dollar bill, it has it written there right in Italian, Nova Sorda Seclorum. Um, and you can, uh, you, you can, you can hypothesize any way you want, but the fact of the matter is, uh, in the United States, which is a republic, uh, based on democratic values, um, it's completely more or less manipulated by a, a central bank, and that would be the Federal Reserve. So if, you know, you, you like the central bank, um, then you shouldn't question its motives. But if you have an issue with it because it doesn't represent you and your republic and your democratic values, which it does not, it's a private organization. There's nothing federal or public about it. It's never audited. Um, so if you have an issue with that, then you should demand uh, a change or you should demand uh, uh, knowing more about it. Um, for instance, does Bill Gates, one of the wealthiest men in the world, according to Forbes, does he own shares in the Federal Reserve? And if he does, how many shares does he own? And what are his, within that organization, what are his voting powers? Okay. Um, it's made up of 12 jurisdictions, and yes, it does. It's made up of shares. There are shareholders of it. I am assuming, and I have not seen a list of its shareholders, but I am assuming the Rockefellers hold uh, perhaps one of the largest amount of shares in the Federal Reserve. And this is my assumption. Um, but it is, therefore, a corporation, right? Is it a corporation? Not public, it's private. Uh, is it a corporation? I don't know. The United States uh, is seemingly a corporation. That being aside from the Constitution, uh, which is a different entity. And again, uh, I believe uh, Maxwell discussed that. That was January 2nd, 2020. Um, you can catch that episode uh, at anchor.fm or, or my website, Um But the more important thing here is, uh, why did George Washington own shares of the Bank of England, which is represented in large part through the corporation of uh, London, uh, rather vice versa? Uh, why did he own shares of that during the American Revolution? 
Okay, this is public knowledge. Uh, this is written uh, probably 80, 90 years ago by a Harvard professor. Um, don't have the quote in front of me, but this is public knowledge. George Washington, uh, is a parent, the first president of the United States, um, owned shares in the Bank of England. Did, wasn't he fighting a war against England? Well, see, here the difference is the Bank of England is not English. It's not English. Okay? It doesn't represent the people of England. In fact, it doesn't even represent the queen or the monarch of England in that sense. Um, the monarch of England must question and knock on the door, if you will, receive permission to enter the city of London. The city of London is not what you know as the city of London with Big Ben and Buckingham Palace and uh, Westminster Abbey. The city of London is a small neighborhood within the metropo metropolitan area of London that you know as London. Uh, but it is a private, sovereign entity that is not British. It's not English. It's Roman. And William the Conqueror uh, uh, was unable to conquer it. So it existed before William, William the Conqueror and exists today in 2020. That's over a thousand years ago. Well over a thousand years ago. So these are things you need to be questioning. And, and George Washington owned shares of that corporation during the American Revolution, so why? So the Federal Reserve, therefore, and how does that relate to George Washington? Well, the Federal Reserve was established officially in, what, 1913 under Woodrow Wilson, the Federal Reserve Act, um, and uh, again, there's a roots, uh, G. Edward Griffin, former guest on the program, and described it uh, with Jekyll Island. Um, you basically uh, have the Warburg, Paul Warburg, uh, representing assets of or, uh, from Germany, um, so what are, this is really what you're getting into as far as the deep state mechanics that control, um, control the foreign affairs of the country. And if they're controlling the foreign affairs, they're certainly controlling the military. And if you're controlling the military, then you're controlling the natural resources and the economy. Uh, but does that really represent you? Does it represent you as an American? Well, absolutely no, it doesn't. It doesn't. So the Federal Reserve, therefore, is what? It's an international banking organization or cartel. Private, not public. Private. Do you have a problem with that? Okay, that's Do you have a problem with that? Um, so A. Ralph Epperson discussed that. We're going to be bringing him back on the show. Uh, he occupied that 5 o'clock time slot. We opened the, uh, the day up with a uh, 4 o'clock broadcast from England joining us was Tobias Churton. He spoke about uh, his researcher, uh, researcher on Aleister Crowley, excuse me, Aleister Crowley in India, the secret influence of Eastern mysticism on magic and the occult. So as human beings, right, many of us do our best to try to interpret our understanding of the universe, the universe that we live in. Well, here's a fact, okay, and even Dr. Lass uh, spoke to it. He says that no, vaccines... Certainly if they're including a microchip, which Bill Gates wants uh, them to include, so they can track you and survey, uh, survey you, uh, that should be voluntary, not mandatory. How do you feel on that? Should it be, would you like to be mandatorily vaccinated with a microchip so that whoever controls that microchip, whatever satellite is linked to that microchip, can see where you are at all times? Look, even Dr. Last said he's got nothing to hide. I've got nothing to hide. But is that somewhat of a violation of your privacy if it were to be holding, if it were to be occupied or controlled by some, uh, you know, somebody who may have an ill intention on you? 
Okay, do you want to know where, do you want other people to know where you're at? Don't you want your own privacy sometimes? Is it, is it their business? Is it the government's business? Is it any corporation's business? Okay, you got your phone on, but you turn your phone off. Do you want a red flag to go off and say, hey, this person uh, turned their uh, phone off? There's a small tracking device in that phone or your arm or your wrist or your brain that shows somebody somewhere where you are at all times. But getting back to the mystic angle of it, as human beings, right, we do our best to try to understand where this universe came from, what it really represents, how it's made up, what are its mechanics, how is it engineered, what created it, who created it, who rules it. You've got all these different religions, all these theologies, uh, different philosophies and belief systems. Hey, that's, these are, this, is, this is the human species, right? This is what we do to eat ourselves, and this is how we try to uh, interpret our existence uh, and, um, and control other people, basically. Uh, so Alistair Crowley definitely get in, got into the, uh, the, the to ma magic and the occult. Um, I mean, look again. We're going back to the New World Order, and you go back on you look at the uh, the pyramid on the back of the United, uh, the the dollar bill. Why why a is there that phrase Novus Ordo Seclorum, and then why is there seemingly an Egyptian pyramid on the back of the U.S. dollar bill? What does the United States have to do with Egypt? Right? It does, does, doesn't don't, don't the democratic values or the political values have more to do with Athens than than Cairo? Okay. All right. So that started at the four o'clock hour. We followed that up with Ralph. Uh, again, that's Ralph Epperson, um, and uh, that uh, that was that was last week. Um, let me get back a little bit more into. Uh, second here, like this page upload. Uh, get more into last week. We can find if you go into anchor.fm. Uh, yes, we also had the Lindstroth report. We had a four hour program last uh, last week, a Lindstroth report, and also Makia um, Freeman. Okay. So Makia Freeman has really been the first person, he's an Australian, uh, that's brought to the program multiple. Alternative views. Uh, we're going to be hosting uh, Zach Voorhees again. Google whistleblower in about uh, 20 minutes. He'll be on the program. But I want to uh, I want to first um, I want to first go over a couple of different things. Um, again, you're looking at you're looking at human rights. When are you or will you be willing to allow a government Okay, let's let's go back to the basic uh, notion of in the United States, you are the government, aren't you? Okay, so if you have a just democratic system that's justly electing people to represent you, you want them to do what's in your best majority interest. Okay, you don't want them to be doing other things. So uh, you know some of these things like mandatory vaccines. The reason I talk about the corporation and the reason I talk about Federal Reserve is that. These are private banking organizations, and the question is, are they manipulating the way you live your life? Okay, so you insert a guy like Bill Gates, who I don't know if he owns shares of the Federal Reserve. I do know that he's typically, annually, one of the top three wealthiest people on the planet, according to Forbes, and I know that he's a, he's a computer engineer. So why would you even consider valuing his commentary on your health and what a vaccine might do for you. 
Okay, he's not a not a doctor. He dropped out of Harvard. I'm not saying he's not brilliant. Okay, I'm not saying he's not very, but he's brilliant in a non-health industry, isn't he? Okay, is he, is he also a brilliant uh, uh, medical advisor? Or, I don't I don't think he is. Right, but what what causes the interest here is that he'd like to vaccinate, and and part of that vaccination include a microchip. Okay, go to id2020.org. Okay, it's a, a digital identification implanting you with a uh, a digital certificate to give some satellite roaming over and around the planet uh, access to your location and your genetic makeup or and or your vaccination records uh, instant access. How do you feel about that? Right? How do you feel about that? Why, and why? The other thing is, why would you, why would why would you care what Bill Gates thinks about that? Right? Doesn't he have like a um, six hundred room house somewhere in uh, Bellevue, Washington? It was six hundred rooms or something like that. A massive yacht, uh, money coming in, in all angles. Why? Why would? Why would you care what he thinks about you? Is it possibly because? If he were able to control you in that regard, if he were therefore have an interest in the microchip manufacturer, would that make him wealthier or more powerful? These are things that as a human being you need to be questioning. And you have every right at the moment, at least in the United States, to question and talk about. And right now, more than any other time that I've seen in recent history, you need to be doing that. If you're listening to my voice and the message is resonating with you, you need to be doing that. So a couple things just to uh, just to address before we break down, because it is that 5 o'clock hour. Um, a couple things just to talk about in your uh, web browser. Um, and again, we're bringing on our Google uh, whistleblower. <laughs> That'd be interesting. But in your web browser, again, this is all public information, okay? Anything that the government or the powers, banking powers that be want to withhold from you will not be accessible via a public search engine. So anything you can find in a public library, in a public uh, search, Yahoo, uh, if you, you, I don't know, is Ask Jeeves still around? I don't know. Um, this is all information that, uh, again, the, the, the powers that control the information uh, will allow uh, to be uh, made available to you. So simply, you may query the Biological Technologies Office, BTO, of the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, that's DARPA, sponsoring an industry group to support the Neural Engineering System Design, that's NESD program. Type that into your uh, web browser. And in that, you will find studies aimed at... You've got right now the uh, 5G um, uh, advancement. What's coming after 5? Well, the number 6. So then you're getting 6G. So what is the 6G makeup? And what is the proposed, according to this research from DARPA, brain chip implement? How does that work with the coming soon your way 6G system? Okay. 
all very important things to consider. Uh, I will be will be back to open up the new program. Uh, we'll have Zach uh, Voorhees on, joining us at the 15-minute mark. Today, that will be followed by Michael Snyder, the Economic Collapse blog. Thanks for tuning in. This is Ian Trottier for Discussions of Truth. Share this message with a friend, colleague, coworker. Do your own research and prove everything said on this program. Prove it wrong. Prove it wrong. Donate to the program by t-shirts.massmedia.com. For the moment, I'm out. Thanks for listening.